It was a time of people talking about their weeks, talking about what they'd seen, played, and listened to. Legends tell of a time when the kettle was put on, when a cup of tea was made, when there was fun and laughter in the land of queer and pleasant strangers. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Iris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that show where two queer trans ladies talk about their weeks and generally try and make each other giggle by doing voices and skits and hey, such. that's us. That's us, indeed. Yeah. How are you doing this week? Uh, oh, God, it's been a bit emotional. <laughs> it's, it's, been been, up and down. it's been a week. It's been a week. Been yeah, a week. Since, since last time we recorded, I've done a lot of sleeping... Yeah, I think we've needed it more than yeah. else. Yeah, like it's <laughs> we had we had E three finished mm-hmm. and then we went to a wedding mm-hmm. and then we spent a day out getting tattoos done, which I'm sure we'll get to in a bit. Mm-hmm. And then another thing happened, I had a very tiring afternoon. And then it got to the weekend and I just kind of was like, ah, I'm done. Like, that weekend flew by, didn't it? It is. Like, I think someone... I think we must have been had some of our weekend stolen from us. Yes. By Sat- I don't boxes. remember what happened Saturday. Like, the first two-thirds of Saturday are missing. I, I know there was a bit of a line on Sunday, because I, I got up early and did start doing the yeah. uh, the edit for Quirps. And, well, uh, I, I know that we, like, played board games and video games, which we will shortly talk about. Yes. We, we played things on Saturday, on Sunday afternoon. But I don't remember what we did Saturday. <laughs> we also played some games. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come to those in a second, I guess. Yeah, we we can't remember playing enough games to account for the amount of time that passed. Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird one. I was... Was it Saturday we, we had the, the early night? We Probably. Up, quite an early night. I yeah, you're right. Like yeah, nine. yeah, you're right, actually. That, that, that accounts for the evening. Can't account for the morning, but that accounts for the evening. <laughs> Time slips away. Indeed. So, shall we talk about a few of the things we did during that week that that slipped away from us? We've been hinting at Played, so let's start with some Played. Also, we always start with Played. Pulling the curtain back. We we talked about it, I think, off air. Achoo, bless bless me. me. Sorry about You're that. Blessed. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, we, I think we talked about it off air rather than on, but like... We we got to a point where we realised we always start with games, and now it's awkward and weird not to do that. So we're just going to always start with games, I, I think. Went, I went back recently and listened to Grim Pleasant Strangers pretty much from the beginning. Uh, and the first couple of episodes are a bit, like, all over the place. And then there's a couple where we quite regularly switch what happens after Played, but Played is usually the one we start with. Yeah, Played has, like, a spot. So, what have you played this week? Uh we play I, I played some of that Fortnite. Or uh, as I like to call it, three minutes to live simulator. Okay. See, I've been saying I think we need to try and play it as a pair sometime because how you you tell us about your experience first. I've only played about six games so far, but um thanks to the, the joys of um, achievements. I have uh, done things that made flashy things happen and then dings happened and I think I'm like level four somehow. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, then what happens? <laughs> um, yeah, so I've, I've got a character. Uh, luckily I was assigned a gender that I'm happy with this time. 
Because I found out that that's a thing in Fortnite. Yeah, every here's the, the basic thing for Fortnite. Every time you play it, you are randomly assigned a race and gender and build and appearance. Unless you pay money to... You can... It takes a while, but you can unlock character skins for free. But basically, unless you unlock a character skin that is the gender you would like to play as, you just roll the dice, it seems. A bit like real life, then. Yes, indeed. At least, thankfully here, you're only having to live with that gender for, like, you know, 12 minutes or something max. I'm pretty sure I've only played as female characters so far, which I've been quite happy with. You've rolled the lucky dice. Um, I I got my first first win today, and it was as a male character, because I've not spent any... Here's the... I'm just going to say quickly, I've not spent any money on, on Fortnite... I'll probably buy one female skin at some point because I'm already getting my money's worth out of it. So I'll give him like a fiver, get a skin so that I can be like, I can just guarantee playing as a female character. I think once I've had some more time to play, I, I might consider doing that. Uh, you know, it's it's a free. It seems like a good amount of game for free. Yeah. So I think once I've I've sort of got into it and you know had a bit of chance time with it. Not having any single player doesn't help, but again, can't really complain because it's free. Yeah, so for any, anyone who doesn't know about Fortnite, it is a free-to-play game that has just come to the Switch, and that's why we're playing it now, mm-hmm. because we like the Switch. Um, and there's a couple of modes, but the big one that everyone talks about is Battle Royale, which mm-hmm. is the only mode that made it to the Switch. Um, it, it's the one people care about. A hundred people are dropped on an island, there is like a big energy field like in uh, that, that shrinks in, you you got to be the last one alive. It's a bit like that film Battle Royale, isn't it? I haven't seen Battle Royale. I'm it's, told it's very good. It's very much that thing. It's here's a bunch of you on an island. Here are things to force you to combat each other. Be the last one alive. Isn't it like they're, they're just like they're in groups of two, and if they get too far away from each other, their heads explode or something? Oh no! If they don't kill, if someone doesn't die regularly enough, uh, the collar will blow up their heads. So there are basically mechanics to be like, you have to eventually fight someone, and here it is, big energy circle that closes in to make the map smaller and smaller. But, yeah, how, how have you enjoyed the actual like, playing of it? The bit, the bit I've played I, I've, I've quite enjoyed. I, I feel like I need like a little training mode, so I have some yeah. time to just go, here is a feel for gunplay. Well, see, because this... you can't really fire a gun in that game until you get to a point of yeah. of, of having like a really guaranteed shot, because you don't want to yeah. mess about with that. You know um, what would be really nice? I was just going to say, that would work for that? You know when you load up a match, they just drop you into an empty room for a minute before the match starts? No. No? Nope. Oh, that's, they you get the... dropped. You got. So I've I've been dropped near some sort of gallows, and then like two seconds later, we're on the party bus. Ah, sometimes you'll get like a minute or so of that before the party bus, and that's sometimes a nice place to test things out. I think. Well, I t- I've, the few games I've played tend to be in the morning, and I guess that's a busy time for. It's matchmaking people. too quickly. It is. It's matchmaking too quickly, so I'm not getting a chance to <laughs> experience what gunplay is like, and and then I'm sort of getting into a game and. Pot pottering about a bit, finding a few things, and then like, hey, I found a, a, a gun, and oh, there is somebody over there. I will sneak you up behind them and take them out, and I will take like two shots, one either side of them, and then they'll just like <laughs> ace me, no problem. So I've, <clears throat> I've been playing a bit of it this week as well, and I, I the first the first several matches I played, like I know how many games I've played. I've played twenty seven games of it so far, um, over the last week, and. 
initially I was like dropping in and basically just hiding and trying to hide until the end because I was like too afraid to do shots in case people shoot me. You were hide and seek champion. I was hide and seek champion. And what I eventually realised like was a good way to practice the guns was most of the time when that map shrinks in it tends to shrink towards the middle of the map mm-hmm. or like somewhere around the middle. And as such most people drop in around the middle. If you hop off the battle bus and land like somewhere around the outer coasts of the the island, you you might end up dying anyway. Ultimately, because you might not make it to the circle before you've got time. But no one else will really be around there, so you can find some weapons and mess around with them without anyone else around. You'll probably die when the energy field gets there, but it it worked for me to to get the feel of the guns. Mm. Um, and then I played a few rounds where I was like, I'm going to die, I'm going to get killed, but I will run in guns blazing shooting at things anyway. Have you been playing like the versus everyone mode, or the 50-50, or duos? I've been doing the solo, 100 versus 100, everyone fighting each other oh. mode, but I want to try some of the others. I um, have been thinking, because initially it sort of defaulted to 50-50, and I, I started playing one of those, but I didn't really understand what the game was. Yeah. That was my very first game. Um, and I got dumped into, like, uh, somewhere miles from the edge of the map. I guess I didn't get dumped there. I jumped on a plane, uh, a battle bus. <laughs> to be fair, you probably didn't know what was going on. There's a lot happening. Didn't really know what was going on. And then I'm sort of going, ooh, there's a white arrow. I guess I should probably follow that. <laughs> Don't really know where I'm going. Oh, here's a thing. I'll, I'll interact with that. Oh, here's a thing. Oh, farming resources. I know that's a thing in this game. La 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 la. <laughs> Time ticking down. Blissfully unaware. La 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 la. Did you get killed by the, the laser? The storm is coming. <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm following these little groups. Of, there was clearly a group of people who had gone before me quite quickly. <laughs> because there's like stairs up the sides of cliffs and, and all sorts of other things. I'm going, these haven't been very well made. This is very dangerous. I could fall down here. <laughs> Trying to patch it up a little bit and carefully walk around. <laughs> and I think when I died, it was probably about the, the equivalent of about a mile and a half away from the edge of the storm. Like, uh, okay. I guess I fucked that up. I've been wanting to play duos for a bit where you have 50 teams of two people Mm. just because I think it'd be nice to go in and like if you wanted to mess around with the guns you could do that while I sort of watch your back and if someone comes to shoot you I could could defend you and then you've got time to practice the guns a bit so you up for trying duos at some point I am up for trying duos at some point heck well in that case at some point we'll give that a go and we'll probably report back here um my my big Fortnite thing this week was I got my first for the first time I won. I was the last person left. I found I found an item that made me look like I was a bush. Oh, that was an item. Yeah, it's it's a legendary item. It's a very rare one to find apparently, and it just makes you look like a bush. So I hid like very close to the center of where the map was closing, and it's just one me and one other person. They made a bridge above me. And they assumed I was in this house that I was not in. No, I was the bush. And I just shot them from inside my bush. And I had a little celebration. I got very excited. I like to celebrate inside your bush, too. (laughs) (laughs) What else have you played this week? I played a little bit of that Pokemon quest. Ooh, how'd you find that? Mm, It's tiny portions of okay at best gameplay. It, It somewhat plays itself. It sort of plays itself, and and then it's just like, oh well, I guess I will grind some levels to get them 
up so that they can cope with this, or they've got enough experience that I can plug more <laughs> of the Best pluggy in things. Things into the slots. Yeah. <laughs> Put thing in slot. Make make powerful. <laughs> My... I've got a Kangaskhan. That seems to kick a fair amount of arse. The, the main feeling I had about that is like, I don't want to play that on Switch. If it was on my phone in my pocket and I had a few minutes on the bus, I might play that on my phone. Mm. I don't want to get my Switch out for that. No. I mean, I've, I've had like two sittings with it now and I've just gone, yeah, I think I've seen all I need to yeah. with this. I, I did one or two settings and was like, yeah. It's I'd... not something I'd put money into. No, I I would never have the urge to spend money on Pokemon Quest. Yeah. So I... what else? What else you played? What else have I played? Uh, we played some things together. We we, did. we played some Lego Rock Band. Yeah, we did. That game's really cute. It really is. We 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 made like little Lego minifigs of ourselves to oh. be in the band, and the cutscenes like reflected our minifigs and what role we had in the band, oh. and the band name was on a banner. Yeah, we are the QP strangers. Yeah, the QP strangers. I had to audition to you to be a to be the drummer in the band. Yeah, but you have awesome flick over side shavy <laughs> blue hair. Which yeah, looks awesome. And I have little cream bunches. <laughs> so you you ordered. Oh yeah, this this was the thing about Lego Lego Rock Band. It works with the Guitar Hero controllers, yes. which meant we could do guitar and drums together. Yes, because we have a Rock Band guitar, but we don't have the receiver for it. Yes, I well, I, it works. It still works as a Guitar Hero guitar, but it does not work as a Rock Band guitar. <laughs> ah, well, yes, it's one of those you can switch a thing on the back and change which one it is, but. It doesn't work as a rock band one right now. No, because I do not have a receiver. I know, I and I, I know exactly what happened to it. I moved house and went. What the fuck is this? I don't need this. <laughs> um, and and it's it's got lost um, because obviously I, I I thought everything was with the guitar and the drums and I did have a lot of plastic instruments to be fair. Yeah, well, it's it's well they all stayed together <laughs> for the three or four moves since I last played them. <laughs> it's. It was nice to be able to both play together. Like, we were going through... We went through the story mode for a while. Yeah. Um, had a lot of fun. Ooh, we brought the house down. Yes. Uh, I, I found out that um, Elton John's Crocodile Rock... Oh my goodness, the 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 hi-hat just does not stop moving. And my arm was like... It's, it's very fast. That, that, that was a faster song than I expected. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I had to not sing um, Chop Suey over the top of it because of Neil Sister Egg. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it was really good fun. Um, I had lots of fun. I liked the music in it. I was My very mind. slightly perturbed when I saw a Lost Prophets Day. Yes, it's, I liked the music. Cough, cough, cough. Apart from the fact that this is a very old Wii game and it predates the uh, the thing, the knowledge that the lead singer of Lost Prophets is a shitbag who deserves to rot in prison. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, I think that made it all the more concerning, given the type of shitbaggery they'd been involved in, and, and the fact that it was a kid's game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel somewhat. Perturbed I'm, by I'm this. I'm glad that the game gave us the option to progress past that part of the story mode without playing that song. You don't have to play yeah, every song in every chapter, so true. we did not play the Lost Prophet song. Mm. Uh, um, we played um, that good Charlotte track. Oh, girls, girls don't like girls, boys. Girls bo- I think it's like girls, g- girl, girl, and boy. 
Uh, yes, girls don't like boys. And I kept like singing, boys. girls don't like boys, girls like girls and NBs. Because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, that that was that was fun. Like, we, we used up most of an afternoon yeah. being a band together. Yeah, a bit of topless drumming. I got very hot and sweaty, so I took my top off. I did some top, <laughs> topless drumming. I was very into this. <laughs> <laughs> had, I, had I not actually recently had a tattoo, wearing that guitar might have been quite fun. But <laughs> there was a point where it was like, it's sitting right, the strap's sitting right over the top of my awesome new tattoo. Oh, ah. no. uh, so what else? What else have we played? Um, I played some uh, Framed. Oh, how do you get on with that? Uh, it felt like unintuitive brute forcing. Um, I mean, I, I like the graphic style. It's sort of um, silhouette figures with like slightly um, drawn over the top, like white highlighting. Hmm. So you might see like. Uh, an entirely black character, but there'll be like a couple of white lines to signify that like they have a shirt and a collar. Yeah, and um, and that style is is really interesting. Uh, basically, the game is that you have uh, like comic book panels to rearrange, and you you try and get your character to from one end of the comic book to the other without them dying, uh, being sort of shot by police or or whatever, or plummeting off a a cliff or being eaten by dogs. Yeah. Um, and but the the information you're provided with doesn't feel like enough to make to go aha I see this puzzle now this this has always been my problem with framed is that I feel like it is impossible to get a puzzle correct on your first attempt hmm. if you look at all the information of all the, the all the images of all the comic panels hmm. you could sit there for as long as you want and go Okay, I've looked at this, I've tried to reason it out. And then when you hit play, the character will start going through the comic book panels and then new things will happen that you couldn't see were going to happen from looking at the panel. It's like, oh, I I could not have known this without trial and error. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen maybe one or two in my sort of 30 or 40 that I've, I've played through so far that have been things like... You go down the stairs, you go along, you go up the stairs, you avoid the person standing on the platform. Yeah. Those have been okay, but then there's other ones that's like, where you go down here and you can jump over here and, and, and this will do this, but you might get shot or eaten by a dog or somebody will arrive at a window. <laughs> it's it's not a terribly intuitive game. Like, I've seen a no. lot of praise for it, it just never... It's it's pretty and 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 the, the style is quite interesting. The 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 story, as far as I can tell, seems like it might be quite engaging. But it really feels like I'm just trying to brute force a lot of these puzzles. And maybe mm. it's just me. Maybe I'm just not picking up it's, on it's anything. It's not just you. Maybe I it's felt just the us. same. Maybe it is just us. But there's at least two of us that felt this way. Mm. Mm. It's it's a great concept for a game that I just don't think the execution worked. Yeah. Um, what about you? Have you got any others? Ah, I've got some others. Uh, we played another thing together. We played mm-hmm. a lot together this we, week. We played with each other quite a lot. <laughs> we uh, we played some of... Uh, I've just got to check. What's what's restrictions on this game? Do you want to talk about another game for a second while I check restrictions on one? I don't know if we can talk about one of them yet. Ooh. Uh, actually, Restricted. Uh, we played the difficult side of Clank Mummy's Curse. We, um, yeah, we just we, about got out alive. Yeah, we we had another go after the after the um, the stream because obviously we streamed it. If you have not seen that, it's over on Laura's channel. 
Um, we, um, oh, that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've just seen what I'm checking. There's yeah. no embargo, so Yay. we can talk about that. Um, yeah, we, we, we played some more of that. We played the difficult side of Mummy's Curse. Uh, you whooped my ass by... If I had to estimate, I didn't even bother counting my score. Because like, there was just no way. Um, if I had to estimate, you probably beat me by 60 to 70 points. The, the thing that helped was that, like, twice I got to one of the big value artifacts, like... The one square. You were a square away, and then it was my turn, and I got to the artifact. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, fun yeah. though. Uh, we got to see a lot of the new cards. We did get to see a lot of the new cards, um, and and um, got to see Mr. Whiskers for the first time in ages. Mr. Whiskers, Mr. Whiskers, he's not cast. It's adorable. It's it's quite cheap but quite powerful. And so um, cheap and powerful. And, and and yeah, it was it was nice to play more Clank. But we talk about Clank a lot on this podcast. Well, I know, but I like to bring it up when we play a new bit of Clank. So now we've yeah. played through all six board sides of the three Clank games we have. Yeah, so I highly recommend Clank. See, the the next thing we've got to do is we've got to try merging the decks together and playing a game where we've got like all the cards mixed in. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, the swimmy ones won't matter hugely, but I suppose you could put them in the... You could put the diving stuff into the the set and and be able to do the divey things. <laughs> uh, or at least have them as, as like, points, even so, if you can't use them within the, the pyramid yeah. or the castle. I've, I've had a thought of a way mm. that we could try playing something with Clank, and I have no idea if it would work. This would be a homebrew thing. Ooh. But and most of the Clank boards on the left and right-hand side have arrows that will go, like, oh, you leave this side and come back on the other side You're of the board. You're talking about pac across to a different board entirely. I was thinking, like, if we put half of the, like, the things on one board and Holy half on another. Holy grenade, that's awesome. I, I'm just thinking we could probably, like, Pac-Man 2 together and just, like, if you want to go into the, the mummies bit, you've got to go through that arrow. I'm fucking down for that. So that's, I think we're going to have to pull out the table. Yeah, it's we gonna take up a lot of space. Yeah, but you, we could probably make that work. Certainly try. Yeah. Uh, we don't really have enough. Um, I suppose if we. Mm. Well, yeah, if we put like half the artifacts on one board and half of them on the other, and if we put the small um, secrets, so they're only one, one high. on each rather yeah. than two, and then we'll have to sort of. 50-50 the, the large Yeah, ones. like, I'm thinking if we do, yeah, like, we do if we do, like, the 30 artifact on one board and the 25 on the other, the 20 on one, the 15 on the other, so that there's a roughly even amount of points on both boards. If you've never played Clank, this is all very interesting. We've described Clank a few times before. <laughs> We've explained how it works. But that way, if we put both the decks together, mm. the the water things and the, the curse things could both come into play. Mm. So we'd have to play a very like try not to get ourselves killed way of playing it. We'd have to be very low clank. Mm. I think it's worth a try. Mm. Yes, definitely. All right, should we talk about the one that I had to check if we were under embargo on? We played some Pode. Yeah, P O D E, Pode, Pode. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Pode. It's Pode. adorable. It is. It's so cute. Um, you have a little star that has fallen from the sky, oh, no. and a tiny rock. Who is is Rockfrond? Yeah, the rock's like, hey, if we climb this 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 mountain, the top of the mountain looks like it's up in space. I'll get you back to space. That seems reasonable. And 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 there appears to be some some tiny friendship forming. Yeah, he... with 
little handholdy bits that was really adorable. <laughs> yeah, and you can like put out these energy fields to make all these like nice crystals grow and these plants bloom. It's really pretty. It's really pretty. We got really stuck on the puzzles. We got stuck on one puzzle. Well, two different. We went down two different paths and got stuck on a puzzle on both, and were like, "I'm ninety percent sure that 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 second puzzle we're stuck on actually requires something we don't have yet." Yeah, this... that might be through the door that we tried to get through the first. Yeah, puzzle. we. This is the thing. We we the game doesn't control terribly well all the time. It's occasionally a no, little it seems bit to just like stop. It's, having an interest in being controlled. Yeah, it's occasionally a little unresponsive, and the depth of field isn't great for like telling where you're supposed to land for land your jumps. Yeah, and we got stuck and frustrated on some puzzles. Yeah, so of the something like so of something like the ten puzzles we encountered so far, we're stuck on two of them. Yes, one of them, I'm pretty sure, is the end of the first chapter, and one is like yeah. chapter. Is, is like the fourth one in the second chapter. So we're assuming that like we got to this like, what we think is the end of a chapter with this big door, mm. and we're like we can't work out this puzzle. No. And, the other and then one... we tried everything that made sense for that puzzle using the information that was provided to us. Yeah, like there were some rocks stacked on top of these pillars. We were like, oh, maybe the number of rocks is the number that this pillar has to be at. No. Maybe it's... We, we tried a lot of things. We spent a little while trying to brute force our way through that door, and it did not work. Yeah, and there's no walkthroughs for that. Oh, yeah. So we're like, well, we'll probably come back to it. It looked adorable. Hmm, yeah. I, I, might, I might pick up that save and just, like, mess around with that door until I can work out, like, oh, that's how we get through that door, and then I'll, like, put it down and be like, Jane, I worked the door out. We can keep playing. Whoa. Uh, so yeah, uh, have you played anything else this week? Um, <clears throat> um, 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 we played some more Legendary Encounters. Aliens. We played, uh, I, I, I taught you how to play it. Yeah, I, I hadn't played last time we spoke. No. And now we've played Alien, Aliens, and Alien 3. It's a very fun game, but a very stressful one. It gets very stressful, especially the more people you have, funnily. Because yeah. obviously every, the beginning of every turn... Things go down to heat things up. And Alien 3 is pretty evil, because oh. those hazard cards that throw facehuggers at random. That's yeah, your... the first time we tried to play Aliens 3, you got a chestbuster. I got a chestbuster really quickly. So the whole thing with Aliens 3 when we played it was like, there was a bunch of cards in the deck building aspect that were like, Kill a character, kill a character in your deck, look at the top three cards of your deck and kill one of them. And we had a few of those and we eventually worked out like, oh, there's a face hugger, there's a chest buster in your deck. If we can draw this card at the right time, then we can get rid of it. No, it killed you. It killed me. It busted through my chest and then you went on for a little... Oh, no, you didn't. No, as soon as you... What was you... the other one? Oh, it was when we played the first Alien and you really seriously ripped it up. We, right we... up to the last minute. We were right near the end of the game and Jane died and I was like, I'm gonna try. And I so survived... Go on without me! I survived like six or seven turns by myself in the final chapter. Yeah, you did. You were fucking badass. I, I ultimately died, but I, I held out. I, I tried. You did wonderfully, my darling. So, yeah, like... I can see what you mean about, like, there's a lot of piles of things that need sorting. It's a complicated game to set up, mm. but once you're up and going, it's really easy to understand how to play. Yep. Like, I had a lot of fun with it. Yep. 
I'd be very up for playing that with our board gamey friends. Yeah. Well, maybe this weekend if they get their art in together and sort out whether or not they're coming over. Yeah, board gamey friends. Yeah, we're talking to you that don't... I know they don't listen to this. Ah, so right. But if they did, I'd be talking to them and going, Guys! Come play Alien and Clank with us. We have wine. We do have wine. We've got like four bottles of wine. (laughs) See? See, we can tempt people to play games. Yeah. What, what else you play, if anything? Um, I played one other thing. I got back into playing Pokemon Go this week. Yay! Um, so I kind of dropped off Pokemon Go for a few oh. weeks. Um, to make a long story short, we moved not too long ago, and oh, we did. as a result, I wasn't part of a Pokemon, raid, uh, Pokemon Go raiding group, mm. which I had been before. And I ended up missing out on a legendary raid, which are sort of like, they're, they're around for about a month and then they go away. And I, I was like, okay, now now the spell's gone. There's a thing that I cannot physically get until they decide to bring it back around. I just won't stress about it. Mm. You know, I'll, I'll just leave the game leave the game be for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then they announced trading's coming to Pokemon Go, and that means that there's a way that I can get the Pokemon that I lost. Oh, back, baby. And I require a bunch of resources to be able to do trading. So I've been playing a bunch of it at my desk again during work. Resources? Yes, gotta get stardust by catching things to pay for trades. Oh. So basically, I just have my phone propped up next to my monitor, and I'm in range of a Pokestop, so I can just kind of spin <laughs> the Pokestop, catch whatever Pokemon I see, and yeah, I've, I'm I'm enjoying being back into it, particularly because, um, and at some point this week, I think there's a skit about this. I have I have some valuable Pokemons, which, haha! Now that trading is a thing, I can be like, oh yes, I have all of those foreign region exclusive Pokemon that uh, you require. Oh, you have a shiny! <laughs> I'll take that. So, I'm getting excited about Pokemon Go again. I'm glad because I'm glad that is a thing you enjoy. Yay! Oh. Uh, have you played anything else? No. I played nothing. Well, in that case, we should move on to the next bit. We should. Grimly and goodness, and welcome to the accurate world of tomorrow! We use our future beaming technology to go way, way, way into the far-off future of 2018, where we see such amazing, fantastical delights as the internet. Fantastic opportunities to see all types of information shared all across the world. Unfortunately, it will primarily be used by people who are trying to upset each other over the internet, saying very, very mean things. It's an unfortunately dystopian view of a world that looks fantastical. But then, what about these mobile phones? People, at any time of day or night, can access all the information in the world. They can communicate with their friends wherever they go. They don't have to worry about being tied to a Line. Indeed. However, the unfortunate disappointing side effect of this is that people are never not connected to the world. The world is always there, always making noise. It is very difficult to disconnect from the world and everyone will be slightly frazzled out by the fact that the world is always happening. Amazing advances in technology, always improving, always improving, thanks to the people in Silicon Valley. They make amazing, amazing strides forward. Great minds in business. People like Elon Musk. (laughs) 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 The tech's great, but I'm not a fan of people. Future's pretty bleak. Yes, and let's not forget that we're 
orange guy in the White House who's basically Hitler, it seems now. Yeah, you see where I'm going with this. It's not a great future. You got too excited. Very well. People of today, only we can stop the people of tomorrow. So you must do everything you can to not be evil or bigoted and make sure that young children never think that Nazis are a good thing. Mm, Stuff.com. <laughs> Penguins. Hey, hon, how was your day? Oh, it was really nice. I went to this really good fan meet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it was so cool. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 we, we chilled out. Um, nice. Yeah, everything got turned up. Uh, yeah. F- finding it was a breeze. I can imagine. Um, yeah. the, the only issue was where to plug all those fans in. <laughs> so... What have you watched this week? Um, oh, nothing terribly, terribly exciting. I watched um, a documentary called The Rise and Fall of Mr. Blobby. Uh, keep your comments on this brief and non-specific. I'll just put my hands in my ears. It was an interesting look at the state of 90s light entertainment, Blobby Mania, and the career of Noel Edmonds. Yeah. Uh, it's on Kim Justice's channel on YouTube. Um yeah, they they mentioned that that single, that terrifying single. Um, Have I told this story on this show? Uh, yes. Yeah, I had a cassette tape of Mr. Blobby. It slowed down. It was just demonic Mr. Blobby screaming at me, and I don't like Mr. Blobby. That's totally understandable. Yes. I didn't like Mr. Blobby, and he wasn't so, doing that to me. <laughs> I am sure that this was a good documentary. I will not be watching this one. I idea. don't blame you. Um, the the biggest bit of Mr. Blobby Nightmare Fuel that I'm aware of is someone showed me photos of an abandoned Mr. Blobby theme park in Somerset that's just been, like, reclaimed by nature. Did you know there was three Mr. Blobby theme parks? I did not. <laughs> well, the Somerset one just exists as this weird, like, bastion of... Yeah, yeah they, they're all like that, apparently. Yeah, just, like, they haven't been torn down or anything. They're just there. With nature trying to claim back what the Blobby that w- once was. I, I trying to draw Mr. Blobby back down to hell. To death. <laughs> um, oh, no, no. I mean, and the, the pictures that kind of remind me there is like a like an adventure playground thing. Like halfway up Mount Vesuvius in, in Italy. <sighs> um, so if you happen to ever head over that way, there is a really creepy, like, fun adventure park. Slides and rides and go on the teacups and it's all being sort of slowly reclaimed so, back by nature. Take away the Mr. Blobby bit. I legitimately find it fascinating like the idea of going and just walking through one of those abandoned nature has reclaimed it sort of slightly creepy because it was once colourful and now it's falling mm. apart places. Mm. Mm. Um, I, I also love just like exploring places that you're not supposed to within theme parks. Like, there there are entire, like, websites I find fascinating of people who sneak into bits of Disneyland that have been closed down and have just been left, that there's no way to get to them anymore. They'll sneak into the park at night and, like, find a place to hide themselves and then go on, like, secret photo-taking missions to take pictures of all these, like, decommissioned old... Disney rides, and then mm. sneak back out with the crowds in the morning. Yeah, I love like or urban explorer videos and, and things like that. That's the term I was looking for. They're like people that break into buildings and find all that really cool, like graf- like graffiti art yeah. and um, and things like that. And and I watch, uh, I think it's Dan Bell on YouTube, the the Dead Mall series, and there is quite a lot of of that in 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 those 
uh, videos. I'll need you to remind me of that after we finish recording because I need to check this channel out if that's the sort of thing they do. I mean, it's it's a lot of it is like this is a mall that is is still open, but it is on its dying days. <laughs> um, but then there are episodes where like this thing's completely gone. We just snuck so in. I I was so tempted for the longest time to do a bit of urban exploring somewhere and never had a chance, but. Oh. For about a year and a half, there was, like, a fairly... And this is, like, the most, like, pathetic place to, to like, have fantasised about starting urban exploring. A fairly large section of what were public toilets that were just, like, shut. And nothing was ever done with them. Hmm. And it was just, like, they're, they're just not open anymore for no real reason. And a lot of them are quite interesting old Victorian buildings as yeah. well. Yeah. And, like, the thing was... There was one window that was just always ajar, and I was like, "I could get that open. I could, I could, I could get in through that window. I could, I could get in there." And it was there for like a year and a half, just like completely locked with this one, just like that. That window's open enough. I could get in. I want to know. I want, I, to, I want to know. It is the mystery, I suppose, yeah, of, a, of a, a door slightly ajar. Can I? Shall I? Indeed. Peek in? it's, even if there's like nothing else, it's just like that's an empty building. Mm. I'm morbidly curious. And it eventually did get, like, torn down, like, a oh. year and a half later. Um, the other one that always fascinates me, and this is one that people will know... If people are, like, London-based or have been to London-based events, they might know this building. Near MCM, the big Comic-Con in London, if you're walking down, like, the big side of the convention centre near the river... If you look over the river, there is an abandoned, like... Oh, yeah. There's a big abandoned mill that has, like, a bunch of broken-out windows... But also, like, there's scaffolding outside that has been there for at least two years. Like, they put up scaffolding as if they were going to repair the building, and then abandoned the scaffolding. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of fascinated by that building. I love the thought of, like, retrofitting that building and, like, leaving it looking all broken down and using it as a big, like, paintball arena or something. But I love the thought of just, like, going in there and having a look. It's the sort of stuff I used to do when I was little. There was a couple of abandoned homes um, near where I grew up, and um, me and my uh, sort of friends or girlfriend at the time, we um, broke into houses. We'd sort of pretend we were going to live there forever, and um, then you know, periodically, some older person we would assume would like decide to start a campfire indoors and, yeah. and you'd end up with the, the the house is becoming progressively more and more dangerous being sort of half-arsedly uh, boarded up by people um, occasionally the danger of finding a, a drunk homeless person um, or something um, which which actually invented, ended with um, three of us running across Merton Abbey Mills uh, being chased by an inebriated person on some such um, wielding a, a large rusty metal pipe that he ended up breaking my friend's leg with. Uh, and we had to is... run around and around and around the same building until the police turned up to save us. <laughs> this is why you should be careful when urban exploring. <laughs> you really should. But, yeah, I find something fascinating about the concept, mm. so... I, I don't remember how we got there. Oh, you watched a Mr. Blobby documentary. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there, there were games, there were other things, but uh, that's not nearly as interesting as urban exploring. Uh, yeah, so that's the thing I watched. What, what's the thing that you watched? Uh, I know we bring this up a bunch, but Ooh. we continued watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, we made it onto season five. Uh, that show continues to just be, like, pretty woke, very funny, and sweet as heck. 
Yeah, this is very good. Considering it's about police, I'm surprisingly engaged with that. <laughs> oh, indeed. Like, there there are certainly times where I'm like, you know, I don't agree with the police politics here sometimes. Although, even then, uh, a couple of episodes into season five, there was that episode where Jake has his moment of like, now that I've seen the realities of the prison system, I'm really aware of like... Sending people there. Sending people there is a thing I shouldn't do likely, and I'm perhaps... Like, too scared to do this job right now in case I send someone there who doesn't deserve mm. to be there. Like, that was a moment of, like, po- policeness that I was like, that, I'm, um, that's some character growth for you, policeman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I say, it's a surprise to me that I've enjoyed it so much, but then it's a tribute to the writing and the characters. If only they were in a different scenario. Oh, indeed. Um, yeah, but yeah, nine. Nine, nine. Uh, yeah, more of that, Laz. Yeah. Um, although we're going to run out soon. Because we're just starting season five. We're five episodes into season five. So we've got like, we've got maybe 15 episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine left. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, like, we've been watching it over dinner pretty much every evening. Mm. For like six, seven weeks now, mm-hmm. like it's it's lasted us. Yeah, it certainly has. Yeah. What about um, what about you? We watched that trailer for the new Stephen Bond. <gasps> oh, yeah. There's new Stephen Universe coming early. Incoming Stephen. I'm very excited. Yeah, not much else to say about that other no, than. But yeah, if you are a, a, a Stephen Universe fan, then that is a thing to keep an eye on. Is yeah. there a collective noun for Stephen Universe fans? Do they have a group name? Um. I don't gems. know. Gems is what I was going to suggest. Like, gems feels like it would be the thing. I don't know. I've never looked. Ooh. I'm sure one of our listeners will I, probably as, know. As someone that for a while was on a... a had a Steven Universe... Uh, a Clodcast. Uh, yeah, the Clodcast. Uh, everyone, <laughs> That's go, a very good name. Go listen to the Crystal Clodcast, a Steven Universe podcast that I did for a while that was uh, just... Recapping Steven Universe episodes with the knowledge of what happens later in the show. It, it... I was on an episode. Yeah, you and were. I helped come up with the name. Hey, um, I I try and think of Steven Universe like fan group names, and all I can think of is Clods, Clods, <laughs> Clod. So, yeah, you watch anything else? Mm, oh, I watched the Digital Foundry documentary, uh, DF Retro, Doom. Every console port uh, tested and analysed. Yeah. Mm, there were some bad ports of, of uh, bad console ports of, of Doom. What's the worst one you can think of? Um, well, I think they they seem to rate pretty low the uh, the 3DO version, uh, which which just was apparently pretty pretty badly hamstrung by some bad decisions. Um, the the Saturn version looked pretty pants as well. Any of the ones that are really really jerky. Um, one I've actually played was the 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 snares one. Oh, that's not good. It's not good. It doesn't have any strafe, and 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 it's no, just no. no. I mean, I had trouble playing that on four keys. Well, sort of six keys on a on a PC. <laughs> um, but but to play it on a snares controller with no strafe was uh, no thank you. I can't imagine that would be a thank you. No, it's it's low res. It's really, really horribly blurry. The controls are unresponsive. It's not fun. They did give it an honourable mention, although it's not technically a port for uh, Doom sixty four, which oh, I briefly yes. had and found quite. It seemed like quite a cool one. Yeah, it, it was different. It was all right. Mm. 
It was its own thing, definitely. It certainly was. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind playing that again, actually. We could probably get a version of really at some point. Yeah. What? What else? What else? You? Uh, what have I been watching? Um, uh, I watched a bunch of other people's live streams of E3 uh, mm-hmm. while I was working because. After doing E3 as a work thing, where every press conference I was frantically just like trying to get news on paper. No, I want to enjoy it. Yeah, it was nice to do a thing I've not done probably since before I did this as a job, which was oh. to sit down and watch the E3 conferences and feel... What I used to do is there was a gaming pub in London that I used to go to, and they would do an all-night like lock-in. Oops. And basically just everyone sits in, bring your own like food and drinks and whatnot. Here's E3 up on a projector. And everyone just kind of chills and watches E3 together and mm. cheers and whoops and stuff along. And I kind of missed that atmosphere. So I've just been watching a bunch of like other people's live streams of like live reactions to E3. Um, mainly I've been enjoying the ones uh, by the super, super best friends. So uh, they've been doing some nice watch alongs. Mm. Uh, who else did one that I enjoyed watching. There were some other people that did them, but they're the ones I can think of right now. Mm. Um, did you watch anything else this week? Nothing worth writing home about, or even uh, talking on a podcast <laughs> about. So, I have one other thing I watched, and then one thing I'm going to shoehorn into the watched category. Oh, I say. Um, so the other thing I've started watching is um, season six of Voltron on Netflix has just come out. Okay. Um... Yeah, the, that seems fairly quick. It feels like you were only watching the last one like three episodes ago. As, as I as I've said before, like their seasons are like six or seven episodes, but they like don't leave more than like two or two or three months in between seasons. Mm. I feel like I feel like they're doing a better job of doing what Steven Universe thinks <laughs> it's doing, which is hey, we've got to have episodes out on a regular basis without a big gap between, so that younger audiences don't leave the show. But the the seasons of Voltron feel more substantial, probably because they tell more complete story arcs with that time. Um, I'm maybe three episodes into season six of Voltron. It continues to be a really well-written show. Very funny. Um, a lot of like high action and well-animated action. A lot of good character development. And I'm going to use this as a springboard to to mention something I wanted to say, which is I love when pieces of media do a D&D episode, be it the D&D section in, in Life is Strange Before the Storm or the D&D episode of Community or as it would be here, the D&D episode of Ultron. I love D&D episodes of things where just the characters in the universe canonically play a game of D&D and we get to see it. Those are always good. Um, were you a fan of the, the Borderlands? Oh, Tiny, Tiny Tina's Tina. Assault on Dragon's Keep. Best thing in the Borderlands universe. <laughs> like, I I want to get, like, a, a high-level Borderlands 2 save just so I can jump straight back in and just play that DLC again. I, I, I'm not a fan of Borderlands. I, I, I think I spent maybe two hours playing the first game, but I have heard about and enjoyed <laughs> that whole thing about Tiny so- Tina's I I um I was never a huge fan of Borderlands mm. and I got invited to a press event for that that DLC mm-hmm. and they basically did what I'm I want to do now which is they gave us a like here is a leveled up character here's the DLC you can play it just, just go and play it and oh it was so much fun I just I would love to like get a file back to there and we could play it through together sometime mm, that sounds good yeah uh 
And the last thing for watched that I'm going to wedge into this category is we watched each other get tattoos done. We did. We got ink. Yeah, we got tattoos. Uh, do you want to talk about your tattoo? Um, It's a Triforce, obviously, because yeah. I'm a massive Zelda nerd. <laughs> um, with the spiritual stones uh, drawn over the top thereof. Yeah. So, um, but not the... Um, sort of original 3D models. I I hired a very good artist called David Anderson, who mm. you can find a reference to on my Twitter a couple of days ago. Um, and I was like, "You're a very good logo designer. This is a bit like logo designing. Can you do me a thing?" And I I got him to. I was like, "Yeah." So like like nice thick, um, just pencil outline of uh, the the Triforce without like any of the sort of gold for the actual uh, pieces yeah and then over the top of that it's uh, just sitting slightly over the lines the uh, each of the the kikori emerald the Gora Zora, ruby. Gora ruby and the and the sora sapphire uh, Zora, yeah. Zora sapphire not sora sapphire <laughs> um yeah and i'm really happy with that it's not finished coloring because they ran out of time they did not anticipate it taking as long as it did but it's but they also didn't anticipate me going ah this is fine. This yeah, is all fine. This, this is Jane's first tattoo, and it's like a five, maybe five and a half inch, like, chest piece. And they were just, like, tattooing away, and then they worked out it was your first tattoo, and they were like, you're doing really well. <laughs> um, yeah, no, actually, just before I started, they were like, this is your first tattoo? What, here? I was like, no, ever. And they're like, hmm, are you <laughs> you're not fucking about, are you? That's a big piece on your chest. Okay. And my artist was like, I'm might not get through this because you might need to stop a lot. <laughs> Even you didn't stop once and no, they didn't <laughs> get through it. But no. you've you've got the outlines and you've got two of the gems uh yep. done but you need to do the gold on the on yep. the gems still. Uh you need to do the gold on the gems and need to do the uh all the blue for the, uh, yeah. for the sapphire. And it's going to look hecking cool but in yeah. in about uh probably about two and a half weeks from when this comes out you will uh, I I will need to I uh, go and get those the colouring finished. Yeah. And go through all the healing you've, all over again. Yeah, like you've had about five days or so of healing and now it's like, it's a nice big scab right now. Yeah, it's a big old scab. Yeah. Uh, mine is now my, let me count, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth tattoo. Um, I filled in the last bit of inner forearm that I have mm -hmm. uh, with a... Uh, the DualShock 4, but specifically the the one with the, the that came with the PS4 Slim with the little uh, light across the top of the touchpad. Mm -hmm. I've wanted to get one for a while because one of the big things I've done in games was when I reviewed a console before it had even been announced, I got my hands on one and then didn't reviewed it. And that was like a really terrifying, exciting thing I did, so... I got just like a very line worky like a schematic art. Yeah, it's it's very clear what it is, but like it's a lot of stripped down detail and then just this one line of colour, this little blue line on the top of the touchpad. I really like the simplicity of it, and at the same time I kind of hope that at some point you will get micro switches installed under your skin so that we can actually connect it to a PS4 and play. <laughs> yeah, since you mentioned that I've been just like sitting twiddling with it here work being like, yeah, just mm -hmm. press the buttons on my arm. Doop doop mm. doop doop doop. I do it with your LPVG tattoo sometimes. I'll just sit there and play it because it looks a bit like the um, buttons on a SNES controller. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, because mine's line line art, like mine has scabbed over a lot quicker. Mm. Like there's still some bits of scab, but mostly it's like it's pretty. It's looking yeah, it was, pretty yours healed. Is, it's pretty done now. 
Yeah, like, there's a couple of scabs there, a little bit there, a little bit there. It feels a bit raised. Yeah, my but... Goron Ruby is still a big old scab. Yeah. But everything else is starting to fall off now, so ha- having, it's doing well. Having done big block colour tattoos before, yeah, they take a while to scab. There was that weird moment this morning when I woke up and realised that obviously the, the scab is pulling and the scar tissue is pulling all the skin in. Yeah. So the, the scab lines are actually not where the the ink is under my skin. It's like, yeah. huh, okay. So, uh, the, the, the the scab is not over the bit that's got the ink under it. Huh, okay. And then I'll sort of roll my shoulders back and it will sit back on top of them. Like, oh, okay. Bodies are weird. Bodies are, especially when you've got one as messed up as mine is. Yeah. So, um, because we- I lost huge amounts of weight at some point in my life, it means that I basically now look like I'm wearing the dis- deflated skin suit of the person I used to be. Which leads to some wacky skin shit sometimes. <laughs> uh, see, when you when you have to go back in to get yours, uh, your tattoo finished up with the colouring, mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, do I get another tattoo with you <laughs> while you're there? Do I get another one done while we're there? I can't believe it. I was halfway through getting my first one done and going, oh, I'm really good. I think I know what I'm going to get for my second and third you, tattoos. You see what I mean, though? Like, once you get your first tattoo done, it kind of opens the floodgates because it's like, well, I've permanently changed my skin now. It's not so scary. It's not so bad. Why it was not? never that. It was never that. It was always justifying spending that much money on myself in one go. Yeah. It's like, but I could be buying food or I could be doing something it's... productive with my life, like learning something or... It's... Doing it's, lessons. It's really nice that we've gotten to a point finally where we can do that a little bit. I don't think I'll be doing it very often. No, 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 certainly not. <laughs> but that if you want to get a tattoo, you can. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. I've actually been thinking about a fourth tattoo today. See, my, mine, because it was like lime work and mm. so much smaller, considerably cheaper, so I might, that's why I'm like, I might get another one when we go back to do the colouring, because I'll probably still have spent less than yours was. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, we should probably shout out the place because they do really good work. Gun and Pedal in Brighton. Vegan inks available. Yeah, they got vegan inks and their people are, like, very friendly and mm. very, like, detail-oriented. They know, yeah. like, they know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Um, And they are not afraid to, like, take their time. And if it's like, oh, oh sh- we used up all the time and your piece is not finished, don't worry, not going to charge you again. Just, like, come back and we'll finish it off, like... Okay. They were, they were really nice, really friendly, obviously very uh, conscious of the thing. It helped that we turned up and they were still making sure <laughs> the place was being properly sanitised and clean and stuff, and that's yeah. always a good thing. If you walk into a tattoo parlour and it reeks of Dettol... We we walked in and it was like, hey, I know that your slot starts now. We're going to start tattooing you like an hour from now just because we want to get this... Like, we are not we ready. the floor we, dry. We yeah. don't want to slip over while inking you. They 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 seem like a good place. They seem like decent people. Their flash was really impressive as well. Yeah. Um, I got done by Becky. Who did you get done by? Remember I can't artist? remember the name, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think she's Becky ba- Becky Boo Tattoos on Instagram, Instagram. I believe. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and apparently I will probably once I've been coloured end up uh, within there. Yeah, they're really proud of that work they did on you. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I didn't think about it, obviously first tattoo. I didn't really think about the mechanics of what I was getting. Mm, lots and lots of very, very, very straight lines and perfect circles. <laughs> yeah. But they they did a really good job. They did, of it. they did an amazing job. I um, can't wait to see it when yeah. the, the scabs are all healed Same. up. <laughs> it's getting oh, there. Give it yeah. give it a couple of weeks, it'll look mm, fantastic. Mm, yes. Uh so that's everything I've watched this week. <gasps> what about this? Um 
So, so I hear you're you're the person I can come and come and speak to if I, if I want to get one of them k- 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 kang- Kangas cans. Ah, I see. Word has been uh, spreading around already. Well, you have uh, come to the right place. I'm one of the few people around here that uh, has all of the region exclusives. Uh, what are you uh, what are you offering? Oh, I've got this this the a lone executor. Ah, it's nothing special. You got any shinies? You got any legendaries? What you got? I've got a shiny Zapdos. Well, uh, I'll take I'll take that. I'll uh, also take a couple couple more couple more legendaries. I reckon. But 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 my Zapdos. Uh, well, see, here's what, what, what do you want? Well, see, here's the thing: is I happen now that trading has come to Pokemon Go, I. Have a little bit of control over the old monopoly here, and uh, I can pretty much ask what I want. I think, and uh, you know, I think you'd better pay up because if you don't, uh, it'd be a real shame if someone had to uh, come around and mat choke the uh, life out of your phone, wouldn't yeah. it? You could get yourself a second chance here, and uh, just give me what I'm asking for. I don't. I'm, I'm, I don't think. I think I just want to go home. I'm not sure. Um, it's... I don't... No. I don't... Kangaskhan, not him. No. Nah, if you ever want to complete that Pokedex, though, you're going to have to come to me sooner or later. It'd be a terrible shame if something happened to your Nintendo account, wouldn't it? I'm sorry. Please, no, I just... Okay, just take take my Zapdos. Take my Zapdos. I'm sorry. And, 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 and I guess, like, the Moltres too... There we go, that's more like it. Here's your Kangaskhan now. Get going. Don't come back or I'll break your fingers. I'm going and sorry, my Hello and welcome to another British public information film. Today we'll be discussing harassment. Picture the scene. You are walking down the street as an adult and another adult punches you in the face. If you told a policeman about this, would you expect him to go, just ignore it, they'll get bored eventually? Exactly. This is not the way real life works. Indeed. If you were at work and were being harassed by a co-worker, would you expect your boss to say, oh, it's just because they like you? No. We would not put up with this behaviour, would we? Indeed, no. And... It is not correct that people should come and steal your things, and that you should be told by a police officer you should learn to share. You should learn to share and not to tell tales. Now, with all this said, we would not expect these things to happen to adults. We would not accept them. Yet we expect these things to happen to children, day in and day out, and we just give them these excuses, and we think this is not correct. It is not correct. Stand up for yourself. Teach children that bodily autonomy is important, that they have possession of their own possessions, and that they do not have to share, and that they have no right to abuse others. Indeed. The next time you have a child who has been bullied or harassed, and they are in need of support, treat the incident the way you would treat the incident if an adult had done it to you. Indeed. Thank you for listening. So, 
What have you listened to this week? Ooh, um, I've started listening to another 5e real play podcast because that's apparently what I do now. Yeah, which <laughs> Damn one? Daniel McElroy! Which one are you listening to now? I'm now listening to Dames and Dragons, which I previously found advertised on Venture Maidens. <laughs> uh, from one group of women that do a 5e real play podcast to another group of women that do a real play 5e podcast. Um, this one's um, slightly different. The first arc is uh, set on a, 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 f- a floating island in the sky. The world below has been destroyed, and um, the, the goddess raised this like one chunk of safe world up into the sky to to save everyone from the the dangers and everything that was happening below. And um, I think there's a bit sort of in one of the sort of uh, interviewee episodes, like Q and A episodes. Where they talk about the fact they kind of got the idea from Skyward Sword. Yeah, so, I was listening to you describe that, and I was like, "Are they playing Skyward Sword fan fiction?" There, there is a there is an aspect of Skyward Sword <laughs> in it. Um, but the the basically the previous goddess uh, died young, mm-hmm. so she hadn't had time to form a new vessel for her next body and pass all the information ready. So the new one is mute, and she uses. Um, uh, part somatic hand gestures from from spell casting to do a rudimentary form of uh, of sign language. Um, it's quite nice that they. I, I always like a podcast that has, has mentioned ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary people. Oh, heck. um, uh, unprompted. That that's always nice. I'm always a little bit more like, "Hey, you thought of the NBs? This good." <laughs> um. And and that, and that's always nice. So yeah, they they seem pretty nice folks, and I'm quite enjoying the story so far. I would definitely recommend if you need another five e real play podcast. So at the start of this section, I was going to do a whole section talking about how I don't listen to many five e podcasts, <laughs> um, and you know I don't really feel like I can add another one into my rotation. Then you described the the first season <laughs> basically Skyward Sword fan fiction. I'm like, oh, I've got to give that a go now, haven't I? It's really good. I'll give it a go because like Cause my... you didn't listen to Venture So here's the I'll like I'll tell you why I don't listen to many Five E podcasts is I listen to the Adventure Zone because it's the first Five E podcast I really got into. It's a and... fate podcast now. Okay, it's a fate podcast now, but it's it's a tabletop podcast. It was D and D. It's now fate. Um, and I very much in- I very much enjoy that. It's the first one I listened to, and then. I started doing D&D podcasts, like being on Polyarmory, being on Dice Funk. And the problem I have right now is I listen to The Adventure Zone, mm-hmm. and I listen to Di- uh, like I record Dice Funk, mm-hmm. and then I listen back to Dice Funk when it's aired, and I'm planning for the next season of Dice Funk. I'm like, I have too much, I have... So I have, many fantasy wells. I have many podcasts I would like to listen to, and I can't justify more tabletop in my ears when I have these things that aren't tabletop to also put in my ears. But yeah, I've start just... doing I, what I do, listen to everything at double I've, or triple I have speed. just subscribed to Dames and Dragons, so... Hey! Whoop yeah. Whoop whoop. I'll, I'll I'll see if I can wedge that in. Um, <laughs> what, yeah. what else you listen to? What have I listened to? Um, I mainly listened to a few songs this week. Uh, I did my Discover Weekly. Um, Discover Weekly. Discover Weekly. Um, so I listened to a track called Misery by a band called Creeper. A mm-hmm. uh, very gentle, sort of soulful track. Um, starts slightly somber. It's got a masculine vocal track um, and then just acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. And it's just a track about... 
the fact that misery can be a beautiful thing in that it is a clear demonstration of intense feeling, and sometimes it's beautiful to feel that intensely. Mm. It's a really nice little track. Nice. That's one I enjoyed. What about you? You listen to anything? No. Should I just rattle off my couple of songs then? I, I yeah, I've uh, I've been super busy doing lots of things, and I've not really had a chance to listen to much. That's super okay. Um, so I listened to a track called "Bad Week" uh, by a band called Darren. Um, oh. it starts as just like very straight rap over a very funky beat. Um, it's got a really interesting sort of mellow, funky backing to it. Um. What I thought was really nice about it is that it transitions between rap and sort of like more melodic, more sung vocals Hmm. in a really smooth, natural way where it's sort of, before you even realize, like it gradually happens and it's like, oh, it's gone from the rap into the singing. It's gone from the singing. Oh, it it is back in the rap now. Hmm. It it went back and forth between them in a very interesting way. Um, It's about trying to push through the rough days and the rough weeks, hoping that, you know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hoping that hoping that better things are are ahead and within grasp. Um and the last thing I listened to was Safety Dance by Men with Hats. Because... <laughs> so why? There's there's a reason there's a <laughs> why why is kind of important. We'll get to that in a second. Um so this goes into another thing I listened to. I listened to the new Good Job Brain this week. Uh if any of you have taken my <laughs> Jane is, is doing British Sign Language of the the letters of safety, which confused me for a I'm second. Sorry. It's okay. Stop distracting. Anyway. Um, so, good, good job, Brain. If, you, if you're listening to that, because I recommended it before, if you've heard the most recent episode, you might already know this little factoid, but they told had a fact about the song Safety Dance that made me really enjoy the song more, mm. which was that it... It, as a song, it was written in response to the fact that the government was cracking down on um, moshing and like these sort of dangerous forms of dance that all the rockers and the, the metalheads are doing. It's dangerous dancing. It's, it's violent dancing. And so then they, they, they put out safety dance as like a response kind of sarcastically of, oh, oh, is dancing too dangerous now? We'll do a safety dance then. So a man without hats not... Um... Like, as that melodic in, in other ways. Yeah, seemingly not! I've never um, heard any of their At the very out. least, like, they are they are sympathisers of the louder, angrier music and the ways that people enjoy it. Hmm. So yeah, Safety Dance is, is a song about, like, oh, I guess we'll do a safety dance because we're not allowed to mosh anymore. Which, like, gives that song a lot more meaning than I had previously given it credit for. I now want someone to do a metal cover of the safety dance. I I it's got to exist. I'm going to I'm going to YouTube that like right now <laughs> because I guarantee that's a thing and I want to mosh to it now. Um safety dance. You could dance metal cover. Yeah, the, the safety dance. There are several. many metal metal covers. <laughs> there are nice. <laughs> I'm I'm very ready for a metal safety well, dance. Well, I think that I know what we're doing after this show. Yes. We can dance if we want to. You can leave your friends behind. Because your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, then damn our friends are mine. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> that 
hurt my throat. Oh no, I'm terribly sorry, dear. Have a drinky. Oh, yeah, I'm all right, thank you. I'll have a drinky in a moment. I'm just shaking. I've not uh, listened to anything else that I uh, wanted to mention. Mm. Do to do. Mm. I think that was it. No, that's everything I listened to. Ooh. So, what's next? Flopsy Ban. Flopsy Ban. Oh, yes, Smootsy Bear. I'm very concerned, Flopsy Ban, about our homing. What's wrong with the human? They just look sad all the time, and 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 they 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 they've not been taking care of themselves or brushing their hair, and I'm, I'm you know I'm worried that they're 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 you know they're 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 not looking after themselves properly. Indeed, their life used to be much easier when they were smaller, and things have gotten very hard, and then they don't they 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 forget that they need cuddles sometimes. They do, and we are just sat up here on a shelf. I mean, we could we could give them cuddles if they would just let us back into their lives. I've I've got a plan. I've got a plan. I yes. think I think we wait until they're falling asleep, yes. and then knock ourselves off the shelves. Yes. So we fall onto them on the bed, and then hopefully while they're asleep, they'll give us a cuddle, and maybe that'll help. Yes, we the stuffy people will give them big cuddles and make them feel better, and I hope that helps them feel better because the woman make the woman feel better with with nice cuddle and love. We are full of many hugs, and hopefully we can help. We are. I've even had my butt resold. Oh goodness, it looks brilliant on you, dear. Thank you, Flopsy Bunny. Thank you, Smoopsy Bear. Okay, everybody, here's the scenario. You're standing in an office, <gasps> and you've been asked to write a report. <gasps> Roll to write the report. How important of a, a report is it? It's got to be in by five. Oh, goodness. C- can I get a plus one bonus for anxiety and stress? Or is that a negative modifier? Um, we can invoke your aspect uh, if if your if your role is bad. We can in- okay. in- invoke the aspect of, of, of anxiety. Yeah, let's have a look. Uh, that is a negative three. You might want to invoke that aspect of anxiety. Uh, studious anxiety. Studious anxiety. I have studied enough that I am I am using all of my work to hit that deadline because. No way I should be able to hit that deadline, but I panicked and I did it somehow. Okay, you spend a fake point and re-roll your dice. Uh, re-roll the dice. Uh, it's a zero. It's a it's, mixed success. It's a mixed success. So you do the report, but there are several typos in it. Probably because I rushed. Okay, so um, you head over to the printer <gasps> and try and print your work. Uh, roll to print. Oh, goodness. Um... Oh, it's it's a zero again. Okay, you uh, do you want to invoke an aspect there? No, I'll take the mixed success. Okay, you um, get the printout, but there is uh, several printer jams. It takes a very long time, and there is a queue building up behind you. Um, roll to interact with a colleague. Um, okay, well, let's see. Oh, I'm rolling very bad tonight. That's a negative one. And I'm going to uh, play the aspect of um, angry work colleague uh, who is now getting very cross about the fact that you don't appear to be um, doing things properly and you're just jamming up the printer. Okay, so that is a minus two. They start to shout at you, but uh, because they were thinking one thing while saying something else, they accidentally tell you they love spoons. And um, that they're very cross about that. They then look very frustrated and, and run away. Uh, try again on the printer. Okay, one more, one more go on the printer. One more go. Uh, 
That's a plus two. That's a plus two. Excellent. You your your print comes out absolutely perfectly, and and it, then it automatically logs you out of the uh, the printer. Um, now roll to go to your boss's office. Oh God, are we doing a competition here? See who rolls better, whether on on this meeting. Yeah, Let's exactly. give it a roll. Oh no, one of my dice is on the floor. This is bad. Um, I don't even know where it's gone. Oh, it's plus. It's a plus. Uh. So, so that's zero. A zero. What do you what do you roll? Um uh, so I am going to be the snidey office jerk that everybody hates uh, and is really up the boss's arse. Oh. Who is just coming out of the boss's office as you're or you're heading in. And uh that is a minus one, so their 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 snidiness fails. Um they try to say something really snarky. Um uh I finally decided to show up with the with the the Jones report, did you? And as they do that, they turn around and walk smack into a door. You enter your boss's office, and as you enter with the Jones report, your boss peels off their skin <gasps> and morphs into a large and ferocious dragon. Oh no! Um, um do I have a weapon? You are armed with a stapler. <laughs> and um, the Jones report. Um, how many staples? How many of my st- am- uh, staple ammo did I use stapling the Jones report? Uh, just the one. Just you the did, one. You successfully okay. stapled quite well. I have most of my my ammo left. That's good. Yep. So you get a plus um, two for the stapler. Okay. Well, that would have been a minus two. That brings it to a mixed success. Okay. So the uh, you take uh, one uh, experience and and a, and a, and a harm from from your boss as as they rear back and coat you in um, uh, hot coffee breath, which oh, is no. their, their fire breathing power, um, and then they fall asleep. So uh, you 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 can you can proceed with whatever it is you want to do with your. Dragon boss now. Um, this is a very weird RPG. I'm enjoying it. What, what can I do with a stapler of a dragon? I um, I'm I'm gonna roll my dice to resign. Okay, you hand in an okay at best resignation letter, and somehow the uh, your HR manager is still expecting you in on Monday. Um, I'm afraid that. You have not done terribly well. You have had a mixed success at work today. <laughs> you tried to resign. It wasn't terribly good. But I, um, I, I will blame my not great resignation on the fact I was slightly rattled by a dragon in the office. Well, that's just how office work goes sometimes. Congratulations on somehow surviving with only one harm from a sleeping boss dragon. Congratulations. I, I would play this RPG. <laughs> I want to play the mundane fate system office work RPG. (laughs) Question time. Is it time for for questions? No, that was this morning when I asked about questions. So, questions! Questions! Oh my god, questions! Ah, all the questions! Ah! Oh no, that was... Did you find the questions? I did. Uh, Jenny Artorias would like to know if you could each have a celebrity guest on the show, who would you choose? Oh. I think oh. you know my answer. What's your answer? Um, that, 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 that Jim Sterling. I, I, we, we've talked about possibly trying to get him on before. Uh, all I will say is I would also like to have him on an episode. <laughs> and that's all that we will say for the time being. Ooh. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Ooh. Um... 
Uh, if I could have a guest on, um, a celebrity guest, I'm just going to go for a celebrity I'd like to sit down and be silly with for an hour, so I'm going to say Gerald Way, because I'm predictable. Mm. Um, potentially, alternatively, I could see Reggie fils being quite fun. <laughs> <laughs> see, I was trying to think of, like, other queer or trans people. Oh, no, would, I, I, I agree with you, this is the thing. The um, reason I picked Jim is non, non-straight and has done improv stuff, so would be able to I was join just, the I was just thinking of people that'd be fun to do silly things with. Yeah. But you, you're, very, you're very right. Well, see, that's, that was kind of why I went Jared Way at first, because he definitely, at the very least, is very, he's very queer-friendly. Mm. He's, he's, he's Friend of the queers. Good, good. He, he, he stopped his he, when he was doing his solo tour a couple of years ago. Mm. He stopped his set at every show to be like, "Hey, trans and non-binary people here, you're cool, you're valid. I'm fucking glad you're here. Yeah. If you're a friend of one of those types of people in the crowd, fucking support your friends. Yeah. Be there for them. You, they're awesome. Yeah. I'm trans, like, non-binary, agender, all you people good. Indeed. So I'm like. Jared Way, you can you can come on this show. You can uh, come be silly with us. Yeah, we'd love to. Hang if out you're Jared listening, Way. Gerard, you, you know you invite me up on stage once, like you know we're, we're totally besties. You should yeah, totally come on this show. Yeah, you, you played tambourine. It must yeah. be a thing now. <laughs> um, the only other person I, I can think of that obviously I, I I don't really know personally, and I I probably haven't watched nearly enough of their stuff. But Fox Fisher was was a thought I had. Oh yeah, he's a good boy. Oh, yeah, there's a few nice people you can have on. You know who would be fun to have on? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ellen. Outside <gasps> Xbox. That lovely Ellen. That lovely Ellen would be fun to get on. I think, I think we could have some, fun, have some fun with Ellen as a guest. I have to try not to fangirl, like, <laughs> like I was desperately trying not to fangirl MCM. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, what's the next question? Uh, Becky Toothell would like to, uh, ask to uh, do a Never Have I Ever. Ha! Um, I was going to ask if you've got your app handy, but I see your phone oh, is not here. It is here. Oh, it is here. Um, so, I have an app on my phone for Never Have I Ever. Because um, every time I try and think of one, I can only think of just appalling things I've done in my own lifetime. Yeah, so let's pull up. Uh, let, let's see what the app suggests. Um, <laughs> Never mm. Have I Ever Smoked from Marijuana. Chug. Mm, chug. Any if else? you're listening, Mum, sorry. <laughs> um, never have I ever gotten drunk alone. Chug. Chug. <laughs> um, never have I ever taken someone's virginity. Chug. Chug. Um, Not that the concept of virginity is really valid. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> uh, never have I ever been to North America. Chug. Chug. Uh, if you count Florida, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's in the United States. There's um, a brief stop of Newark. Uh, never have I ever removed nose hair. Chug, chug. <laughs> oh, it's painful. Yeah, the worst hairs to pluck. Mm. I've never plucked a hair that I found more painful to pluck than a nose hair. Have you ever epilated an asshole? <laughs> no. <laughs> I guess that's just chug for you. <laughs> Um. Um. Let's have a look. Never have I ever um gotten drawn on my face while passed out. Uh, Chug. Oh, I'll I'll tell this story then, and we'll make this the last. Never have I ever. Um, I was like fifteen, getting underage drunk on a beach, and I passed out. And when I woke up, it was like three hours before I had to be at work. And it was an hour's walk to get to work. 
and there was a permanent marker penis drawn on my forehead <gasps> and the word cunt on one of my cheeks. Oh, Yeah, and I was like, huh, huh. So... Did they not <laughs> draw a vagina on the other cheek? <laughs> I, I, I called in sick that day and spoke home and scrubbed that off my face. <laughs> That, you crawled was... in a bit penisy, did you? Yes. Um, so, so that's 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 never have I ever. Well, there you go. Um, Slavic slender, Slavic slenderverse hipster. Uh, what magical power do you secretly possess? Um, hmm. Have you got an answer for this? Um, I think trying to uplift my friends. Sometimes it works. <laughs> I think that the, it's not a uh, trying. I think you have the magic power to do that. Yay. Yay. Uh, the magical power to create more content in a day than it seems like it should be possible to. That is pretty powerful. Yeah. You are quite magical. <laughs> also the power of extreme hotness. <gasps> oh, That's what you have. Oh, um, Ollie Hood, uh, how did you decide on your hair colour and do you change them often? Uh, so I've been blue for like a few years, <laughs> for a few years now. I went through a lot of colours. Like I was a black hair in my like teen, in my emo teens. Nash. Um, I had red hair for a while. Mm-hmm. I had dark red, sort of like reddish brown. Mm-hmm. Had purple for a bit. Mm-hmm. I can honestly tell you why blue's the one that stuck. Blue stuck. Because I started doing, like, internet stuff around the time that I dyed my hair blue, and then suddenly I blew up and blew... It became your image. It became my image, like, it got to the point where it's like, ah, fan art exists, and fan art all has blue hair, and ah, ah, this is a thing now, and I love my blue hair, it's great. Like, it's not a common colour for bright colour hair, I love it. But there's also a part of it that's like, I'm now terrified to change the colour of this hair, because branding... It also brings out your hair, uh, your eyes really beautifully. Oh, thank you. Um, which is something I've noticed about my own recently, because yeah. the green is fairly new for me. Yeah, because um, you were pink before. I was, yeah, I was pink for about three years before this. Yeah. Um, and that was the first time as an adult that I'd sort of done crazy hair dye colours. Um, really. Yeah. Certainly within my 30s. Certainly post-divorce. Um, so, like, when I was little, it had been... It, it it used to be naturally black anyway, Spanish blood. Mm. Um, and then as I got a little bit older, it started fading a bit. So it's 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 now naturally more brown. Um, it was as a youth um, neon green. It's been evergreen green, uh, black like proper goth black, uh, completely bleached blonde. That honey badger orange that you get <laughs> when you've not bleached it strongly enough yeah um it's been red yellow blue purple orange uh i don't think there's many colors i haven't been um i've been two-tone i had the um bride of frankenstein badger stripe for a while um i had um i had uh like three badger stripes across the top um that led into a sort of uh like that rune i think it's all has um, yeah. On the back of my head, uh, basically, I would, basically if I leant over something, I looked like a CND sign. It was brilliant. And then one day, I decided to shave out all the black bits and just keep the, the blonde bits. And my maternal parents and I looked like crusty, the fucking clan. <laughs> um, so I just shaved it until I had a, just a single mini um, wonky badger stripe down the middle, um, which is 
brilliant because there, it turns out that there was a wedding we were supposed to be going to the following <laughs> week that I had no idea. Because I didn't tell me anything. I was just like, this is what you're doing this weekend. Okay, parental figures. Thanks very much. Uh, um, so no one particularly appreciated that. The, the one thing I think I would like change from Blue for, if I could find someone local enough to do it regularly, would be either multicoloured mm. Or a like blue through purples and pinks like multi like a like mm. a starry night multicolored nice. like either that or just like full on multicolored. If I could find a good multicolored hair artist, I'd I'd be up for that for a bit. If I had time and money, yeah, that I didn't value in other ways, I would wouldn't mind having like fully maintained rainbow hair. Yeah, but it's I I can't justify the time well, or the expense. Yeah, the. The time, I think, is the bigger issue than the money thing necessarily, because we could probably learn to do it on each other. Yeah. Like, there'd be probably... <laughs> there'd be a couple of attempts where it probably didn't look so great, but we could probably, like, learn to do it. If you want yours done, I, I'm, I'm happy to be do, doing it for you, but, like, for me, I wouldn't, couldn't justify, like, three hours sat in a chair getting my hair dyed. I already feel like I don't have enough time in my life to do all the things I want to do. Yeah, I understand this pain. There is not enough time. So yeah, you got any other questions? Um, how did you... No, just on that one. <laughs> uh, Tricky wants to know, if you look each other in the eyes, which of you is the first to start giggling? See, I think the problem here is that neither of us are going to giggle because we do this too often. We do this quite often. Yeah. Hang on. This makes a fascinating radio. <laughs> ah, gotcha. Now, I giggled because of the tension of like, there's a lot of silence on this audio-only show. Yay! Well, I would. I I, I just edited it out to be fair. Yeah, I. Ah, I had not thought of this. I, <laughs> I buckled to the pressure of, oh no, I've podcasted too many times, this is too much podcast silence. <laughs> uh, um, Jazz Dragon Lorenzen, which is an awesome fucking name. <laughs> um, can you explain the difference between pansexual and bisexual? Because I seem to hear other things that, bi, that pan is bi. So I've heard, uh, I've been thinking about this question a bit today, mm -hmm. and like I'm going to posit an answer, and okay. let me know if you agree with it. So... Okay. There's an awful lot of overlap between bisexuality and pansexuality. Mm -hmm. They'd largely both refer to a lot of overlap, but there are some differences. I would say bisexual people are attracted to people of all genders, but that gender is a factor in that attraction, perhaps. Like, you might have a bisexual person who is like, I'm bisexual, I'm attracted to some men and some women. More often than not, I'm attracted to women, or I'm more attracted to people of this gender, but I am attracted to some people of the other gender, whereas pansexuality is attraction to people regardless of gender, in which case it's not that it's like I'm attracted mostly to this gender, but to some of this gender as well, it, you know, that sort of thing. It's just I am attracted regardless of that, but both of them largely refer to groups who are attracted to multiple people to, multi to multiple genders. Bi, in this context, is not referring to two. It's self and others is the bi. 
bisexual people are like I've seen arguments made to be like no bisexual people aren't attracted to trans people or non-binary people and that sort of thing that's just the sort of 4chan yeah, trying the... to rile people up so, shit yeah like basically the delineation is like it's very much a personal thing about how the person views their attraction mm. whether it's like I am attracted to men and I am attracted to women and I'm attracted to non-binary people or if you see it as I am attracted and just like gender is never a factor in it's not a factor in that. Mm. Like, they're both differing terms for largely the same set of attractions, but with different nuances to it. Is that a fair way of describing it? There was a lot of waffle, and there are things in there that I probably wouldn't agree with, um, but it would be too difficult to go through and pick yeah. it all out. Yeah, there are um, there are things... So- there are There are things... In there that I've probably poorly worded, but that's as well as I could put it together off the top of my head, like, thinking about it now. Yes. Um, I mean, like, I've... You you said, like, that bi people would be attracted to all genders. I don't think that's always true. Yeah. Um... That, that's fair. But I, I would say that uh, it certainly I, I would see bi or uh, from, from the point of view of um, my friend Roan, we were talking about one of those doing one of those I'm a PC, I'm a Mac videos oh, yes. as being bi and pan um, because he's bi and he's descri- he describes it as and, I, and I, I think with all of these definitions it's about what it means to you and yeah. how you label yourself and that's what matters the most but yeah. if I had to put labels on it and, and say how I would define it I would say that bi is um, same and different yeah, and that pan is, as you say, regardless of, like, I like you, gender doesn't really, that doesn't really factor into it. If I, if I fancy you, I fancy you. Yeah. Um. I I, I and that at that point, your gender only matters as much as it matters to that person. Yeah, that yeah, it's that's the thing is it's like bisexuality doesn't necessarily mean all genders you're attracted mm-hmm. to, but it means you're attracted to multiple genders. Pan is attracted regardless of gender. There's a lot of overlap, but honestly, just pick the one that works best for you. Exactly. Like I, I, I use both depending on the context I'm I'm making those discussions in. Sometimes I will use bisexuality as a term because it's more likely to be understood by the person that I'm using it with and that it's it works as a shorthand. Mm. Sometimes I will say pansexuality because it perhaps feels more fitting at that time. Mm. I, I flip-flop a lot about about those two terms, but mm. I whichever one feels right to you, they largely cover a lot of the same ground. Yeah, there was a lot of overlap, but let's not... Either way, whatever else happens, let us not let... 4chan get between us for the sake of bringing shit up like drop yeah. the B or <sighs> or any of the other bullshit yeah. because we should be united yeah. against bigotry and, and just and to say it while we're here like pansexuality is not inherently a more open thing or a more like accepting thing than bisexuality I've yeah. seen that argued before and it's yeah. like no nonsense and and I, I hope that no one sees my my identifying myself as pansexual uh, as any form of bi erasure on their part because if that person happens to be bi awesome go with them I'm very happy for them indeed I will sometimes go bi sometimes I go pan I, I don't know gender's messy mm. attraction's messy tell me about it yeah mm. any other questions any any other questions? Um, what is your comfort media? 
Mm. Uh, something you rewatch, listen to, or when you're having a rough time. So, I don't do this terribly often, but if I like really need a piece of comfort media, I'll go back to To the Moon. Is the game I will go and play. It's not a very long game. It's about four hours long, maybe. It's uh, it's about some people that go into a person's brain to change their memories to grant them a wish and. More than that, it's a story about uh, about the the women in that person's life, and it's very interesting, and I find it very... It warms my heart very much. What about you? Well, thinking about the question, I don't really tend to do a lot of self-comforting anymore. Um, but I think when I, I did, the thing that I went back to quite often would be uh, the BBC Radio version of the, the dramatization of Lord of the Rings mm. uh, because uh, my parents taped it off the radio when I was small and rather than bothering to read me bedtime stories they just pressed play on tape and walked <laughs> away um, so I, I've had that pretty much drilled into my head um, and then when I hit my teens it came out on CD so I had it on CD for a while I I suspect I would have. Version. I suspect I'd have the same response if I went back and listened to the Stephen Fry Chamber of Secrets Harry Potter audiobook. I listened to that for years, every single night. Mm. Um, but yeah, other than that, I might go and play like the Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, My Chemical Romance album. Yes. Like that's a good like. I'm feeling a bit angry and a bit sad, and I just need to get feelings out. Mm. Sort of album. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was going for an album. I'd probably go... I think it was Real Big Fish, Monkeys for Nothing and the Chimps for Free. Ooh. Um, because that was a, a time in my life when I needed quite a lot of comfort. And, and I listened to large chunks of that on repeat. Day after day after day. I'm not not sure how good it is now. I have not listened to it in a while. <laughs> but, and I'm not sure if they're, they're problematic or anything. Um, uh, that was... Sorry, that was Lucy Nevins. Um, let's see. Do we have any others? Uh, yes, Nadia Castle would like to know what would your, be your pitch for a Netflix show that everyone later agrees was cancelled too soon? We're both looking at each other. Who's going to say it? We're going to pitch our own show. Oh, we're pitching our own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would be your pitch for a Netflix show oh, so, that see, everyone would later say was cancelled uh, too soon? See, I understood that differently. I thought it was what Netflix show that was cancelled like way too soon, what would you pitch for like bringing it back? Like, what would your pitch for the next season of it be? Oh. That's how... That, see, I was thinking, I was thinking, like, oh, Dirk Gently got cancelled way yeah, too soon. Bring Dirk Gently back to Netflix, what would the next season of Dirk Gently be? I'm I'm mainly picturing, like, hey, the, the two main characters have their actual detective agency now, and punk girl with her punk people, they go off and do magic and anarchy, and forget about the two boys actually, I just want to see Punk Girl and her like van of rowdy, the rowdy magic, p- the rowdy boys and, and rowdy Punk, four? Rowdy, uh, three? rowdy Three I think, three. Uh, yeah and Punk Witch Girl, I, I want to see their spin-off, that's yeah. how we bring it back, we bring back a spin-off about them That would work for me uh, What about? Uh, we'll answer your version of the your interpretation of the question Queer and Pleasant Strangers, the show what would that be? Uh, it would be uh, I imagine it would be very much like the the Mubimbab joke, but much sillier and much gayer. It's it's it would be very sort of like ah oh, here's us doing like here's a, here's a silly thing we're going to do together and then intercut it with some skits. Yeah, I mean like I think it's like a cross between 
um, Queer and Pleasant Strangers and Snow Monkey Radio. So, like, skits, fake news, fake horoscopes, fake weather. We'd have to do Invisible Bob. Um, you have to do Invisible Bob, that's the whole point. Indeed, Invisible Bob's the best. Hello, this is Invisible Bob. <laughs> you join me here today where the weather is fucking boiling. <laughs> it's literally going to be, uh, well, I don't know, let's see, it's, it's humid, there's um, some, some fog moving in, it's bright pink, and it's throbbing. <laughs> Is that foam? No, it might It might not be missed. It might be foam. More on that later. Back to the studio. This is what I'm picturing. It's basically like our skit... Uh, us creating skits. But we'd like... Maybe we actually script them out somewhat. And... Like, a costume department and a props department. And puppets. And puppets. So many puppets. So many puppets. And, and... <gasps> we can I, have a puppet versions of us do the talkie section. Some of the talkie sections. Uh, I tried to make puppets to do um, a Stone Monkey Radio during that period when I didn't want to be shown on camera. Um, there was about five years between coming out and, and sort of being on hormones a good amount of time when I wouldn't look at myself in a mirror. I wouldn't have photographs taken of me. Uh, oh, none of these this, things. this is such an unfamiliar thing. I definitely can't relate to that. Uh, I think I was about five and a half, six years into transition before I started taking the tea towel off the mirror. Um, before that, I was I I learnt to shave by hand, like just like okay, and now rub moistened hand over face. Nope, that's that's not that's not quite done yet. I had the closest shave in the fucking world, but um, it hurt. Um, and we could do all the things that I, I've got noted in Stone Monkey Radio 6 ideas. Um, all these things. Yeah. All these things. This is, <laughs> this is actual Stone Monkey Radio oh, 6. Heck. Yeah. I can see it and you can't, listener. Oh, yeah. oh, look at that one. Oh, look at that one. <laughs> yeah, we need to do that one. Yeah, I know. That's what we came up with together, that. <laughs> I, I know. Heck. I write these things down. Okay. Uh, anything else? Uh, yes. Uh, on install. Those are my pictures of my tits. That is not what I wanted. Um, what's the weirdest dish you've ever tried together? I don't think we've tried any weird things together, have we? I don't know. We've not really. I oh, I, I realised um, the other day what the weirdest thing I've ever put in my mouth is voluntarily. Yes. Um, I... I I uh, got really into for a while dipping pineapple chunks into mocha. Tightly ah. chocolatey coffee with a nice dip dip. Mm, pineapple chunk. Om nom nom. I'm just trying to think of weird things I've eaten now, like separate from us together. Um, Marmite and peanut butter sandwiches, people tell me, are a bit weird. Um, I'm quite a fan of dipping McDonald's chips into McDonald's chocolate milkshake. That's a really nice combo. Um... And this is not necessarily a weird thing, but the only thing that, like, sticks in my head is I remember on a scout camp when I was much younger doing a blindfolded eat 100 things challenge, mm. where it's just many, many things being put in my mouth and I didn't know what they were and having to guess what they were. Mm. I remember that that included squid, uh, just mm. a large spoonful of just Tabasco. Not by itself, it ain't nom 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 nom. I once drank an, an entire bottle of extra hot peri peri sauce for charity, so. Well, the Tabasco, I remember burning my lips, and then I ended. No, it's, a little meme 
wasn't having a good time. Oh, poor little uh, I just remember the last thing that I ate on there was a, a chocolate-coated Turkish delight, and I don't like Turkish delight, but I've never enjoyed anything more than I enjoyed that bit of Turkish delight after being able to feel like suction mm. bits on my tongue from squid. Okay, Anderson would like to know, how tall or small would you be if you got to pick your height? Hmm. I'd like to be a smidgen smaller than I am. I'd just like to be a smidgen. I'd be happily being around sort of three foot four. Which is is just over half my height now. Is there a particular reason that height? I don't know. I've I've always wanted to be so, basically my D and D character. I I would like the thought of being smaller. There are things that become more difficult when you are smaller. Mm-hmm. I mainly like your 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 answer has somewhat forced my hand because I was gonna say I want to be just like a little bit smaller so it's just like slightly easier height for just like nuzzling nuzzling into you mm. and being like better mm. like I'm slightly smaller than you height but now that well, means I'm slightly smaller than me I know but just like a little like like another like inch or two maybe smaller than you but now that means I have to be like like three foot. <laughs> So I have to be three foot tall because I would like to be smaller than you so that I can nuzzle into you. Aww. <laughs> Any other questions? Um, I was, yeah. Um, the other reason I would like to be that small is because I could shop in the children's section and I would get all the coolest Halloween outfits. Oh yes. Okay, um, that's that's a good answer. Yeah, I just like the idea of being like small and and, and angry and 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 being able to like sneak into things. As a small person, I, like, I kind, ah, I kind of person. like your answer. Is I had, I kind of like the thought of being like five and a half foot. Five and a half is a good height. I bet if I was five and a half foot, I could probably get shoes that were nice. Yeah, in a, in a, in a size that was natural. Jorgen would like to know what was the best and worst butt of E3 2018. I think uh, you have to answer. Oh, that. I can tell you worst butt of E3 2018. It's, it's Snake's new butt. Yeah, it's <laughs> Snake's new butt in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Ultimate, I think not. It does it is, any any game that nerfs Snake's butt is not ultimate. In Smash Bros. Brawl, when Snake had a really good butt, that was like the default place I went to get pictures of Snake's butt because. 3D character model viewer, plus Solid Snake that has, like, straps on all sides of his butt and then really rock-hard tight buns. That butt is, like, he's meant to be a genetically perfect soldier. It made sense for him to have, like, the butt that could power all of that perfection. Now he has a flat butt! They they said in the trailer for Smash Brothers Ultimate, we're bringing back every character. No, I don't see Snake's butt. You're not. If you haven't brought Snake's butt back, you've not brought back every character. That's the worst part of E3. I don't think I've ever seen you look so wonderfully <laughs> animated about any subject ever. Uh, as we it's have l- a thing of beauty, actually. As we've learned, I'm really good at just bullshitting about butts. Um, um with the butts. Hmm. Best butt of E3. I've not I've not stopped to think about best butt. Hmm. I'm gonna say best butt of E3 is probably Bayonetta in that same Smash Brothers trailer. Her her butt has gotten bigger since last Smash Brothers. So she's more beautiful. Yeah. What what was more taken delicious. from Snake was given to Bayonetta, and I have to give Bay- Bayonetta now the award because she's got Snake's butt. 
that 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 missing butt. It's it's all on on bayonet. So you're suggesting if we if we adjust Bayo's butt slider, it will it will re-inflate. Yeah, I think the if, if we dial down Bayonetta's butt, it will put snakes back up. Oh. So I I think best butt is Bayonetta and Smash. Worst butts snake and Smash. Smash mm. has the best and worst butt of E3. Definitely. Uh, Kel Gooder would like to know. I haven't cut my hair in about ten years, but now that I'm transitioning, I feel better about having it styled. But still having fears about having too short hair. Question. How uh, has your hair and opinions about hair changed in different stages of your transitions? Uh, I can empathise with this question, Asker. In that I did not get my hair cut for a very long time. Being like, uh, uh, no, go have lots of hair because that's how I don't get misgendered. Mm-hmm. And that's still the thing I have an issue with. Like, in a perfect world... I would love to be able to pull off, like, a pixie cut. I would mm. fucking love to be able to pull off a nice pixie cut. And I'm like, my face just doesn't support it. And I would I would get misgendered more often. And mm. it would upset me. And grumble, grumble. Yep. So I have lots of hair. Because that covers up lots of my face. And softens my facial appearance. And makes it more obvious that I am femme coding. Yeah. And I want to get better at that. Um, I've gotten to the point where I do get haircuts now. That's progress. I now, with the long hair I have, will go and be like, hey, can you do some styling with this and cut this a bit? And I do things with it now, Hmm. rather than just being like, here is length I will not touch, there is volume of hair. Hmm. That's where I'm at. Like, over time, I want to do more adventurous stuff with it in the next few years, Hmm. but for now, I've just gotten to the place of, I'll cut it event, uh, I'll cut it every now and then, I'll sometimes style it a bit, but I'm keeping a lot of the. The Keeping length. it, pu- yeah, the length that goes past the bottom of my head, mm. so that all of my head has hair past it. Also, you have really beautiful thick hair. It's <laughs> a ma- it's a beautiful, stunning mane. Oh, thank you. Um, Tell me about your story with hair. Oh uh, well, God, there's some awful, awful pictures of my hair. Um, because I just let it grow and grow and grow and grow and grow, and because of my whole issue with mirrors, I wouldn't go and get it cut because I couldn't stand the idea of sitting for half hour, 45 minutes, up to an hour if they tried to style it sitting in front of a mirror while somebody touched my head. <laughs> it seems like the worst thing yeah. in the world. As as someone on the autism spectrum, oh, do not like the sensations that go on for that, that amount of time. That was a barrier too. I used to be like, right, I'm going to wash my hair, I'm going to not use any conditioner, I'm going to go to Supercuts, I'm going to get the cheapest, quickest cut they do. Uh, I don't want it styled, I don't want you to put any product in it, I don't want you to do anything else with it, and I, I would really rather you didn't talk to or look at me throughout the process. Oh. Um, um, I, I did get a bit better at that, thanks to certain medications. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, but um, generally I still don't really like getting my hair cut, and it really helps now that you... Uh, I, well... Well, that's getting a bit ahead of us. Uh, so I just had long hair all over for a while, and I, I've never particularly liked necessarily how that looked. I felt like it needed some styling, but again, I've never really spent the money on it to do that. About two years ago, I was watching um, some Cameron Esposito, and I was like, I want to shave the side of my head! So I shaved one side of my head, and I was like, that looks really good, but now the other side of my head looks really boof. Um, so I shaved the other side of my head um, and now I have a little bit shaved in the back as well and yeah. I really like it and it, I, I get upset most of last year I had um, 
hair growing at the sides. And I kept sitting there going, I look fat, I look fatter, I'm looking really fat, I don't like how my face looks, it looks really round and weird and blah, and, and the whole my whole head is too big. And then recently I was like, Laura, will you shave the sides of yeah. my head out for me again? And immediately I was like, oh, I'm not as fat as I thought I, I was. I was very nervous to do it in case I messed up, but then I worked out like it's hard to mess up doing it so yeah. now now i shave the the the, the back and sides mm. like under your hair and then you'd let the hair down over it and mm. and i cut the long bits myself because i've got quite good at that recently which means that i don't have all the split ends that my hair was made entirely of <laughs> um only a few years which is especially prevalent considering i bleach and dye it so often yep so <laughs> but yeah um so yeah i feel more comfortable about that but i think if i was gonna get a cut i if I was ever going to get it cut short, maybe like a slightly long on top pixie cut. Oh, yeah. But still with like the shaved size, and maybe the shaved back. But like whatever Cameron Esposito has, that's an amazing haircut. <laughs> she always looks fantastic. Um, you would look very cute with that. Yeah, I'm not sure I could pull it off though. And then Makita was talking about um, just shave it at, at MCM. She was just like, just shave it. Oh. And I was like, um, I've had it shaved before and I look like some kind of white nationalist <laughs> and that's just I, not me. I don't think I could pull that off but there is something appealing to not having to think about hair yeah that's true I mean like, you've seen me with skin it. admittedly I was a lot bigger than M- Makita like totally pulled it off like I don't think so this is a friend I do uh, convention things with you never uh, I'm guessing you never saw Makita when she had like dreadlocks past her bum no oh yeah she but had she amazing with she had <laughs> yeah she had amazing dreadlocks but it was mainly because she wanted to wear wigs for cosplay. And she just was like, I can't do anything with these dreadlocks. She just shaved it off. And she rocks that look. She mm. she totally rocks the, the shaved head. Mm. Yeah. Any other questions? One that's literally just come in. Um, Connie Gibbons, if you were a superhero butler, what would your name be? And how would you... How would you help your superhero employer? <laughs> okay, so... A soup. So, am I a superhero who is a butler for a superhero? I guess. Okay. Um. <laughs> I'm laughing at my own answer. I was gonna say happy servant girl, <laughs> which is that's quite a name to give yourself. Ha! <laughs> the superpower of doing exactly what I'm supposed to. He he he. What's your answer to this question? I need a moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I would be taking down the bourgeoisie from the inside, girl, and my superpower would be um fucking up my boss's plans and bringing about the glorious communist revolution. Luxury gay space communism, yeah, and such. Yeah, uh, is that us done for questions? That's us done. And you know what that means? Is this the bit where we end the show? Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Russia. Justice Warriors! Oh, right, there he is again. Oh, I'm doing alright, there he is. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I went to uh, this uh, lovely place up in Camden where I got myself a real nice, like, big old vegan stacked burger. Really, really, oh, like, I... very flavoursome. Oh, that's proper good, proper good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I had a proper good vegan meal the other day, yeah. but, but, however, 
I did get into I got into a bit of an argument during that same day. I just you know thought it was maybe worth bringing up. So yeah. here's the thing. I, I'm you know I'm not totally vegan. I you know I try and I try and go vegan with my food choices where I can. But yeah. like I I have some issues with food textures and stuff. So I can't totally always fine. when I'm traveling can't always find vegan food <laughs> options that I yeah. that work for me. You know, and then on top of that, just you know there are things that get in the way sometimes. I don't always eat vegan. But most of what I cook is vegan. And, you know, I I happened to be having... I had my vegan burger, but then, you know, still fancied it. Still fancied a bit of a snack. Couldn't find anything vegan that would fill that, 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 you know, bit of what I needed to eat. So I had something near that vegan food stand that wasn't vegan. And I had someone had a right go at me, being like, oh, why are you even bothering with a vegan burger? You know, that's not for you. That's not your thing to eat if you're just going to eat non-vegan stuff around here and it it proper bothered me I, I understand that people want everyone to be doing better I think by by making the effort to to eat as much vegan food as you do and to avoid wherever possible the animal costs and, and, and so forth and then indeed the animal torture involved in the meat industry indeed, indeed. you know there's no need to be preachy about it you know I've, I've had a similar problem we used to go uh, sabbing and I, I would bake, make sure I baked all vegan muffins for people and, and, and things like that. And I, I'd be very careful with what I was wearing there. You know, I wouldn't wear my, my leather jacket, even though that was the, the big black coat that I had. And they, they do recommend wearing mostly black for that sort of thing. Obviously, you know, I don't, I don't want to upset any of them because I realise a lot of them are vegan. But you, you get people going, well, you're not vegan. You can't come out with us. You can't come and help foxes because you, on occasion, use animal products. Indeed, it's like you get the people who'll be like, where do you get your shoes from? Because maybe the glue in them is, you know, there's a glue holding them together in oh, some yeah. place. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, that's, that's the one. It's like, here's the thing, I, I get, you know, wanting, wanting people to be better, we've said this before, but like, I don't think it necessarily helps to get down the throats of people about this stuff. Like, it's, it's easy, like... What, Especially what, people who are already on the cusp of yeah, going in that direction. And, and, you know, I don't think anyone should ever use that excuse of, oh, well, you were mean to me and now oh, I'm exactly. going to go, now I'm going to eat nothing but me. Yeah, like, I don't agree with the people, obviously, that, like, you know, will go to a vegan demonstration and eat, meat, like, deliberately eat, like, rare meat in front of yeah, yeah. demonstrations. You know, that's just pointless, like, needlessly upsetting. But yeah. equally, it's like, if someone's, you know, is being thoughtful and is doing better and is making those steps... To have someone go, yeah, but you're not doing it enough, though, so, you know, you're not welcome. Exactly. You're not welcome in these circles of people who are trying to do better. Unnecessary gatekeeping. And, exactly. And, you know. It's just, it's not a good thing. It doesn't help anyone in the long run, does it? No, indeed. It needs to be sorted out. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep working. To, I'm, I'm going to keep sliding down the slippery slope towards vegan. Nice. Okay, there. I'm, I'm on that slope, so... Keep that up, and hopefully that'll be good enough for now. Nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, it's been lovely chatting to you as always, Larry. As always. Fancy a cuppa. Yeah. We'll sure go pop the kettle on them before we head to bed. Yeah, yeah. So, tell us. Where, where, where can we find you? Where can you find where, me? Where can we find you? Tell you us. can find me pretty much everywhere on the internet at Laura K Buzz. You can find me at Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Laura K Buzz on YouTube. You can also find me Monday to Friday, 95 at kotaku.co.uk. And you can find me on Dice Funk, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition real play podcast. It's very good. 
Every season is a self-contained story. I'm on seasons three and four. If you start with season three, don't what if you're wondering why I'm not there, I turn up like eight episodes in. Um so yeah, where are you on the internet? I'm at StoneMonkeyRadio.blog. I can be found as Maniac Janiac on Twitter and the YouTubia. And I'm probably going to be doing a bit of streaming <gasps> that will have already happened when this goes out. Well, they'll be able to w- go on they your can channel. Watch my VOD. Yeah, the VOD. They can watch my VOD. Um, I'm probably going to be playing Bathing Stoke. Yay! Hooray! So there you go. Um, that's That's us. That's us. That's so us. you have to say the thing now. I'll say the thing. Until next time, be a stranger. Mm.